Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 122. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. I also host many other amazing podcasts, amazing if I do say so myself, on the MedEd Media Network, which you can find at mededmedia.com or just search for MedEd Media in the podcast player that you're listening to this in right now. If you're not listening in a podcast player, that means you're probably not subscribed and shame on you. You should be. Go subscribe so you can get this podcast free every week and you don't miss any amazing content. I got a a Instagram message today from a student who originally got a 491, I think, on their MCAT. Um, uh, yeah, 491 on their MCAT. They started listening to this podcast. They restudied and then got a 511. Now, your results may vary. I'm not guaranteeing anything for you. Uh, but 491 to 511, and the student is saying that they listen to the podcast like three times. So hopefully, if you do the same, you'll get a 511 as well. Maybe more. Anyway, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. We're doing Bio Biochem Discretes from Next Step Test Prep, full length 10. Clara, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm amazing. Ready to jump into some more uh, full length 10 from Next Step Test Prep. This week we're lucky. And and after <laughs> all of that cars and jumping into bio biochem, we have some fun discrete stuff. So hopefully this will be easy on us today. Yep. Should be a little bit easier. Okay. We'll see. Anything, uh, any specific advice you have for us jumping into discrete? Uh, this is one of the first discrete sections that we've had with you on instead of Brian. So what's your take when you see a student maybe struggling with some discrete questions? Is there uh, a pearl that you give him or her to do better on these questions? Yeah, you know, uh, well, I see a lot of students making the same mistake with discretes, which is essentially because they're so short and they seem so easy and content specific, they rush them. Uh, so typically you'll hear advice to do one discrete a minute approximately. So there's like 15 discretes in a section. So you'll do, um, all the discretes in total 15 minutes, but a lot of times students like a minute feels long on a discrete. So they sort of rush it even further. And I always say the opposite, right? Like discretes are easy points if you can get those points. So rushing through a discrete is just doing yourself a disservice. Um, 
Now, of course, if you're spending plenty of time on discretes and still missing them, then likely your issue is with content. Okay. Content, content, content. Always. Always. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll start here with question 14. And if you want to follow along, go to the MCATpodcast.com. Find our episode for today, episode 122, and you can download the handouts there. Uh, question 14, which of the following structures develop from the mesoderm of the gastrula? Uh, this is a Roman numeral one. So Roman numeral one, lungs. Roman numeral two, red blood cells. Roman numeral three, cardiac muscle. And then answer choice A is two only. B is one and two only. C is two and three only. And D is one, two, and three. So my most hated type of question, these Roman numeral ones, uh, I, I, I'm probably not alone in that thinking. Um, so going back to embryology, that was so long ago and so hard, but I, I loved my, my anatomy teacher who taught us embryology in medical school. And, and he would always say, he had this line, he goes, this is the way it always happens, except when it doesn't. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. Um, so mesoderm of the gastrula, um, and I'm not even going to guess here, uh, because it's too hard. But just looking at the the answer choices, you have two only. Uh, two is in A, B, C, and D. Three is only in C and D. And one is only in B and D. So I'm like, oh, that doesn't really... Like, usually <laughs> maybe there's one that you're like, oh, that one's not in all of them. So that's probably not it. Um, mm -hmm. But I can't even throw anything out because of that. So uh, take us through the the thinking here. And this is literally, right? You have to just straight up know this stuff. You do, yeah. There's no way around it for this one. Uh, there's not even any like Roman numeral strategy you can use mm -hmm. uh, other than the fact that, like you said, two isn't all the answer choices, so we don't even have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we need to know uh, what develops from the mesoderm, and we should know that anyway because it's super common to get a question on the germ layers uh, in this section. So in particular, the mesoderm is the germ layer that develops into all of these sort of intermediate kind of transport-related tissues. So like, um, for example, the cardiovascular system, the muscle, the skeletal system, that all develops from the mesoderm. So oh. we actually... I yeah. remember Brian had this meso-move uh, kind of <laughs> mnemonic, if you want to call it that. So meso-move for mm -hmm. knowing that transport system. Yep, yep. Um, exactly, right? So the, the meso move, you move with the skeletal system, the muscular system. So cardiac muscle would be moving red blood cells around. So yeah, or moving? It would be. Okay. But lungs aren't moving. Nope. Okay. So two and three would be C here. That's correct. Yeah, okay. lungs develop from the endoderm. Okay. Now, Let's talk through this for a minute because when I look at these questions, I always get frustrated. I'm like, this is this is anatomy, right? This is embryology from anatomy class. But anatomy isn't a prereq for medical school or the MCATs. Obviously, biology is, but a, a lot of the biology that, that you're taking for this, like, it's plant stuff. <laughs> oh, the plant thing is so funny, right? Plants aren't on the MCAT. Uh, but you spend so much time learning about plants and, um, oh, I took a class where I learned about like all the different, I think the genuses of sharks or something. <laughs> Cause <laughs> that's useful. 
worthless for the MCAT, but although right but yeah. now with Baby Shark, I mean, it's kind of useful. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's not not pointless, but but yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, they test this because in theory, an intro biology class would cover this, but would probably only cover it pretty briefly. Would you recommend that a student take? if they have the time, anatomy and physiology to help bolster their their knowledge? Because it seems like there's a lot of it on the MCAT. I absolutely would recommend it. Um, and it's funny because there actually isn't a ton. There used to be a lot more anatomy and physiology on the old MCAT. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they've, they've really cut it back because now there's a lot more biochem. So you'll see a ton of like biochemical molecules and things like that. But I took physio when I was in college, and it was a great class because it was very, like, analytical, and we would, like, actually, you know, do a lot of, like, critical reading about people's, um, even people's symptoms and things like that. I just had, like, a good professor. Mm-hmm. But that sort of class is super, super helpful just to teach you the way to think on the MCAT, even if it's not just for, um, just for learning the anatomy. Okay. All right. Question 15. All right. Question 15. Given the role of the reaction in cellular respiration, what is the most likely E standard? So that is a electrical potential value for the reduction of oxygen to water. A, 0.02 volts. B, 0.82 volts. C, negative 0.02 volts. Or D, negative 0.82 volts. So I'm going to pick an answer that ends in two uh, <laughs> and, and, be, and begins with zero. Uh, yeah so i hate when the question the answers are like this because it's like oh they're just they're preying on your recall ability and and recognizing oh it's two i recognize two but what was it (laughs) eight two or zero two Um, (laughs) yeah all right so give this to us um breaking this down again obviously as a discrete question there's there's no uh deduction here to figure it out yeah, it's funny, actually, because there is a little bit of deduction. So this actually isn't a value that you need to memorize. Uh, and that's actually really important as an MCAT student, just uh, being able to recognize when you don't need to know something. <laughs> and you don't need to know uh, reduction potentials or oxidation potentials or overall electrical potentials. So this question seems kind of weird because there's all these random numbers, but what they're getting at here is the reduction of oxygen to water is very, very spontaneous because oxygen is the terminal electron acceptor in the electron transport chain. So it is the um, substance that's most readily going to become reduced. So it should have of all the compounds in the chain or all the molecules in the chain, it should have the highest or most positive reduction potential. So they're, they're just asking us to look for the most positive answer choice here, which is B, 0.82 volts. Alrighty then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then the, the negative and, and positive, um, will that trip up some students? Oh, it definitely will, uh, especially when uh, the MCAT test makers mix it up and they switch uh, reduction versus oxidation. People get so confused. But it's just important to remember that no matter what we're talking about, whether it's reduction, oxidation, um, an overall redox reaction or what, um, positive values always denote that they're spontaneous and negative values always denote non-spontaneity. So here we know right away it can't be C or D because they're both negative and the reduction of oxygen to water is very spontaneous. So it can't be those non-spontaneous negative answers. Okay. 
All right, question 16. Which of the following is the most plausible explanation for a patient experiencing hypoglycemia? A, accidental self-injection of excess insulin. B, increased gluconeogenesis. C, a four-hour fast following a carbohydrate-rich meal. Or D, increased rate of uh, glycogenolysis. Uh, so hypoglycemia, so low blood sugar. Um, what will cause low blood sugar is basically what the question is asking. So A, ex, uh, accidental self-injection of excess insulin, potentially, right? Insulin helps the transport of glucose into the cells. So that would reduce the, the blood in the, or the sugar in the blood. Um, so that's possibility. That makes sense. Uh, increased gluconeogenesis, uh, that's making new glucose. So that, doesn't make sense, I think, uh, unless I'm thinking about that wrong. Um, C, a four-hour fast following a carbohydrate-rich meal. Uh, I don't know why it would be hypoglycemia because following a carbohydrate-rich meal, you should have lots of good um, sugar flowing around, carbohydrates flowing around. And then increased rate of glycogenolysis, uh, so breaking down of glycogen, puts out more glucose in the blood sugar. I think I remember all that stuff. Am, am I close there? Absolutely. All right. So basically, based on that, B, C, and D don't make sense, and it has to be A. It is A. All right. <laughs> yeah, your content was perfect there. Uh, and that's exactly what we want to do for this one. We basically want to pick the odd man out, because uh, B, C, and D all seem like they're going to cause the same thing. They're going to cause increased blood sugar. Um, so we know if that we're right about that content, then it has to be A. And yeah, A... Self-injection of insulin, well, insulin is going to cause glucose to be taken up by the cells, so that would certainly explain low blood glucose. I, th I think what will throw off a lot of students and what was throwing me off for a little bit as I was reading through, I'm like, this can't be that easy, is because it's <laughs> most plausible explanation. And then you're like, oh, well, plausible, how likely is it that somebody accidentally self-injects excess insulin? Like, And so I'm looking for another answer that is kind of right and then i have to figure out which one's most plausible so that the the question <laughs> threw me off yeah it's funny the mcat is a very direct exam so even if they were to question like that they're not going to give you two plausible answer choices and make you decide which is more plausible uh they're going to be three wrong answers and one correct one so as long as you don't get caught up in that wording then you should be good okay all right 17 Number 17. In a metabolic analysis experiment, researchers subjected fatty acid samples to beta oxidation. Mass spectrometry performed on the resulting products would reveal A, glucose, B, acetyl-CoA, C, pyruvate, or D, succinate. Mm. So beta oxidation of fatty acids. Uh, I don't remember this, but it's one of those recognition things that something pops out at me and acetyl-CoA stands out as like, oh, I remember that's, that's fatty acid oxidation. Um, but I don't, I don't know if that's right or not. Oh, good memory. That's right. Oh man. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. 
it's kind of random too. It's like acetyl-CoA, like where, where else would that come from? It kind of looks like it's going to be right. But, but yeah, acetyl-CoA is the product of beta oxidation or the breakdown of fatty acids. Uh, none of the other ones, all the other ones, glucose and pyruvate are involved in glycolysis and succinate is involved in the Krebs cycle. Okay. So lots of some physiology here, some anatomy, um, important, important subjects that it's, it's funny. We don't, um, harp on them more as prereqs for, for medical school. And even students who are accepted the medical school, they're like, should I take anatomy and physiology? And every, (laughs) the, the, the standard like prevailing wisdom is like, go enjoy your summer. Don't take any classes, (laughs) but I'm telling you, having taken anatomy in college, uh, it was huge starting off in medical school in anatomy lab, knowing the information already. Oh, definitely. Yeah, if you want that sort of leg up, right? It's like, when do you want to be a little bit more relaxed? (laughs) Yeah. All right, so there you have it. Again, next step, test prep, full length 10, discrete for biochem. If you are interested in checking out next step test prep and the full length exams that they offer, the, the full length 10 is what we've been going over, which means they have 10 exams, nine other ones other than the one we're going over. And you can buy them in packs of four, six, or 10, and you can save 10% using the promo code MCATPOD. That's all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D at nextsteptestprep.com. Again, that's MCATPOD, all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D at nextsteptestprep.com. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast.